Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey folks, welcome to Wednesday night. Good to have you with me again, and we're going to talk tonight about some good things. I hope you got out and voted, and, and I hope it's going the way we hope it goes, but Praise the Lord, we put our trust in God regardless, amen, and uh, I hope you remember that. But again, tonight, I want to talk to you about, uh, uh, in this Romans chapter 12, it's so important that we learn to to walk like God wants us to walk, and he says, uh, I'll just begin to read this tonight, Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, in other words, he's saying, I strongly urge you to. Brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, friends, you say, well, why do you keep talking about this renewing your mind? Because it is your mind that's going to help put you over in the area of what God wants you to do. And... Uh, and how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. And sometimes it takes us longer for the light to go on, so to speak. And so he wants us not to be conformed to this world's way. He wants us to be transformed into the, his image, doing what he's called us to do at a time such as this. And I hope, I hope you know that. I hope you're seeking him. Because and, and, there is, it says that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life and my life. He's given us things what we, and the scripture tells us, the word is so vital today, so vital in what we do. We overcome, they overcame, it says in uh, Revelation 12, 11, by the, the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Now, what were they testifying to? The What the word of God has to say, amen? Amen, so it goes on to say uh, today, for I say, Though the, through the grace of God given to me that everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to, uh, to think soberly as God has dealt to each one of us the measure of faith. We're just not to think more highly of ourselves. In other words, we don't exalt ourselves in our own life, trying to push our agendas and tell them, but we think soberly thanking God that he's saved us and he's directed our life and, and he's come to live on the inside of us. And thereby we, but I can say this, we should think about and say what God has said about us. This is so vital here. We can do that without thinking, being high-minded. And it goes on to say to, uh, to each, uh, it's been given the measure of faith. You've been given a measure of faith, so have I. And we're to use that, to build on that. You know, we can build that muscle of faith, so to speak. That's not probably not the right word. But we can build ourselves up in, in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, stirring ourselves up, being ready to do every good work. Amen? Then he goes on to say, For we as many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts then differently, let me start that again. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us then, let us use them. If prophesy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us 
use it in our ministry. He who teaches and teaching, he who exhorts and ex exhortation, he who gives with liberal, liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. We're to do all those things, but Paul's telling us we're to know the will of God. We're to be transformed now in this newness of life. Now that we become Christians, there are certain ways that we're to live and, and, and act, and we have to do that. The only way we can do that is we have to renew our mind because our, our old way of thinking has, has been worldly. It's been We've done, brought up to live our own life the way we want to, and God says, now you're in the army of the Lord. I've given you instructions and directions. You got to get your mind reset. We got to have a reset. You know, sometimes a, a reset. You know, like if you're if a computer or something, you ever had to reset it and clank it, uh, turn it off and reset it to get it to work right. Well, that's what we have to do with our mind. We have to reset it to what God says, so we can find out the good and perfect will of God for our lives. Now, here's what I want to get to today, and and. Romans 12, 9 and through, through 21, Paul writes this, and the heading of this and the title of this tonight is Behave Like a Christian. I mean, you know, we're supposed to behave certain ways when we become a Christian, not the old ways. It's so easy to revert back to the old ways. That's why, you know, Paul tells us, or uh, Hebrews tells us, that, and Paul, I believe it was Paul, my pastor Scott says it's Paul that wrote that, he believes, so I do too, really. But he says, forsake not the assembling together of yourselves, such, such as the day uh, draws near, the day of re his return. We're to be in church. We're to be where the, the word of God is being preached so we can, we can um, how do I want to say, we can uh, avail ourselves to that word more and more and more and then do it on, on our own time too so we can get to know the will of God. We can be transformed into his image as I've talked about before. But let's go on and read uh, what it means. Well, first of all, he says, if you're a Christian, <laughs> let, let love be without hypocrisy. And, he, and I'm going to use my notes out of the old King James, uh, uh, this commentary. But it says, let, be, uh, let love be without dissemination, which really means without hypocrisy. Amen. It means a person does not just say, I love you. He actually loves you. You know, it goes on to say he sincerely loves. He honestly and truthfully loves. The, and it's and we're not just talking about believers here, although he tells us uh, the word tells us in other places that how we're to love uh, fellow believers. But this is to love people, you know. People uh, a lot of times people say I'm a Christian and I love God, but I don't always love people. Well, he, uh, Scripture tells us to love God, right, with all your heart, soul, mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes we don't even love ourselves, do we? Because we know what we've done in the past and the enemy always likes to bring that up. But we're to forget that and we're to move on with what God has said. Amen? The believer must never pretend to be hypocritical or, uh, 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 or play act. You ever play act that you love somebody and you can't really tell them that you love them for sure? Well, this is not what we're supposed to do. We're to be uh, love without hypocrisy. Love your, love your neighbor, love your fellow man, love people, because God so loved us that he gave his very own son. So he wants us to do the very same thing. What else? It says, we're to, we're to love without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil. Well, we gotta, we're to love by hating evil. Do you hate evil tonight? I do. I hate things of evil. I, I even hate the things that I do that I was not 
uh, godly sometimes. You ever have an ungodly thought or said an ungodly thing or done an ungodly thing? You have to hate that. You know, what you don't hate, it's been said, what you don't hate, you'll tolerate. If you don't hate evil, you'll tolerate evil. Well, we can't go there. Uh, the word means is a strong, very strong abhor, 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 I get it, which is, uh, you know, which is evil. Is a, it says it's strong, very strong, means to hate the intense feelings, to loathe or to look upon with horror things that are going on in the world today. Amen. We're to love desires the very best for people. Therefore, love hates evil, for evil destroys human life. Listen, I don't know about you, but we don't want to live in a culture of death today. I'm sorry, but the, these people that are, uh, are proponents of pro-choice up until the last minute and, and where we're living today, do you know that we're, there are babies being sacrificed? Now, I'm thankful that God forgives us and he, he gives us a way out, but they're just like Molech, <laughs> the people that uh, uh, sacrificed their children to Molech in the Old Testament. You can go back and read that. It, this is happening today. And we're, li we're pushing these agendas on us all over, the, all over the country and continually do that. I'm so glad there are people that will stand up for life because that's what God said. And when he said, I set before you life and death, blessings and, curse, blessings and cursings, but I say choose life. I choose life for you. And that's what he does. So we, but this is what we need to hate, evil. And it goes on to say, I get these notes here. I got, always got more than I need. Cling to what is good. Cling to what is good. Amen? What is good today? God is good. His word is good. Jesus Christ is good. We cling to him. We cling to his word. We don't go another way. It says cling to what is good. Uh, how do you cling to something? You, put, you just hold on to that. Listen, if you've been born again, listen, my friends, you need to know that God says that what he has done for you is good. Amen. God so loved the world. He made man and he said it was good. Amen. He made the earth and said it was good. And, but we're, we're to hate evil and we're to stay attached to what is good. The believer is to love by loving his brothers in Christ and being kind and affectionate towards them. Do you ever think about that? That's all about being good, isn't it? <laughs> A new commandment I give you. This is Romans uh, or John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. But this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's love right there. We're to love each other. We're to love our brothers and sisters, but we're to love the, 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 the loss too, you know. Uh, uh, we're to love others by giving preference to others. You ever think about giving preference to somebody, not always thinking about our own self? You know, sometimes, uh, I don't know if you about you, but I, I had a, a, a dad and mom that sacrificed a lot for my sister and I so very much. In, in our lives. And a lot, a lot of times it wasn't easy, the things they had to do and did do, but they preferred us over, you know, they, and we can do that with other believers. If showing up and, and being a part of the, of the body of Christ here at church, doing things uh, for others. Uh, have you ever thought about when you do whatever you do here uh, in service here at, at the church, 
you're doing that for others. That should be your motive. That should be your attitude. Yeah, you're doing it for God, but you're also doing it for others. God so loved us, and we shall so love people that we'll do things for others. Amen? Amen. Now, this is what we're supposed to do. Now, let me go on. Be kindly of, uh, affectionate to one another. That's the scripture we're talking about. With brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. You know, that's hard to do sometimes because we want to be center of attention sometimes. Now, we have people that don't even want any attention. I know that. But we, we should prefer other people. We ought to be ready to, uh, to help one another in every, every, every way we can, giving preference to one another. And we can do that uh, in many, many ways. You know that. You, we can do that in many, many ways. See, this is how we're to live as Christians, my friends. We're not to, it's not all about us. You ever heard that this old saying? I've had, <laughs> growing up, I had sometimes, it's not about all about you. Have you ever told your kids that? When they want so much, it's not all about you. So we have to give preference to others. Then it says, be kindly affected one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. And then it goes on to say, not lagging in diligence. In diligence. Are you a diligent servant of God? Are you diligent in the things you do? We're not to be lazy. We're not to be lack uh, and, and our serving of the Lord, we're, not, we're to be diligent. It, this word, do not lack in zeal, it says. Don't be slothful in business, in diligent, fervent in spirit, amen? Not lazy, not slow moving in zeal. In other words, get busy and do, put with, do things with all your heart. Do you ever think about doing things for the Lord with all your heart? and all your mind and all your soul, amen? Everything you do, put your hands to, give it diligently to those things. We're to be diligent. And uh, goes on to say, fervent in spirit. Now this is the one I like, being fervent. It says, be fervent in spirit. The word fervent means to be hot, to boil, or to set aflame, amen? Are you, are you on fire for Jesus? Well, I was at one time, why not now? Be on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. It goes on to say, the believer's spirit is to be hot, that is, boiling and flaming for Christ. The believer must have a holy zeal for Christ. There must be a flame, a, a, a flame in his service for Christ. Amen. Amen. That's to be us today. Uh, uh, it says here, one scripture says in 1 Corinthians 14, even, even so you... For as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, that you may seek uh, excellence to the edifying of the church. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance. Now, you know this scripture. This was what Paul was telling Timothy. He said, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God. Be fervent. Be on fire. And how, you know, how do you know if you're on fire or not? Because you're excited about what God has done and what God is doing. And, and listen, we talked about this the other night at prayer. We should watch what we say. We ought to be, uh, you know, uh, oh, you're just an optimist. Well, we ought to be optimists. We ought to be optimistic about what God and will can and will do in this day and this hour. He's not a God that passes us by unless we elect, allow him to. Amen. We ought to be. We ought to be say. We ought to be saying. We are, we go to a church on fire. We serve God with uh, fervency. Amen. And, you know, and also we can do that in our prayers. You know what uh, James said? James says the effectual fervent prayer or the hot, boiling, excited 
prayer, praying with zeal, <laughs> avails much. Amen? Your prayers avail much, but you've got to be stirred up. You've got to be on fire. You've got to have the power and the, uh, and the anointing of God flowing out of you. And you ought to say that about yourself tonight. I'm anointed. I'm anointed to serve God. He's given me power. You know, I like that. And when Paul said that, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us what? Power, love, and a sound mind. Isn't that important to have a sound mind? It's important to walk in love. It's important to have the power of God to do what God called you to do. And if we don't have uh, fervency in our spirit, our, in our life, amen, let's be stirred up and on fire, we're not going to be able to do the things he wants us to do. Now, what else is he talking about? It says, uh, not lacking a diligent, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. How I many of you know we're called to serve? Each one of us is called to serve. You're called to serve out there tonight. Uh, you can serve in so many different ways, and God will show you different ways. We'll say, well, I don't, I don't get out much, or I can't do this. You can, there's always something you can do. I told this the other night. I, I may have told it here. I can't remember sometimes from one week to the next. But do you know we talk about revival, and you can go back and get online, or if you got any books about talks about the history of revivals in the United States. There was one in, in 1949 in, in the Hebrides, New Hebrides. Uh, it was off the coast of Great Britain. And the islands had a, a number of people there. I don't know the exact number, but they were they were fairly wicked. They were sin was abound everywhere, and two older ladies, sisters, 82 and 84, one of them was almost blind, began to give a heart for the lost and heart for what was going on, and began to pray with all fervency and all you know zeal, and and there was a man named Duncan Campbell, an evangelist. He he went to the islands thinking he was going to spend two weeks there for for a, in a church there. He stayed two years, and revival broke out across those islands, and they shut down. It says shut down all the bars and all the red light district, and they said up to ninety percent of the people were born again. Can you imagine that? Two people began to pray. Well, I can't do much. I can't do anything. You can pray. And you said, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Well, I'm not righteous. Yes, you are. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you are righteous as anybody else because he's made you righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen? So the, your prayers will avail much, but you're fervent in spirit. Now you're serving the Lord. That's part of serving. That's part of giving. Amen? Is being on fire for God. And it, here's the, and whatever you do, do it heartily to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. That's Galatians 3, 23 and 24. I've said that many times. It's one of my favorite scriptures. He's the one that rewards and repays is what you do. But do it with a heart of fervency, excitement, zeal. See, remember when God saved you. <laughs> I don't know. I've been born again a long time now. But I have, to, I have to go back to that time that I was running from God, going my own way. And I wasn't on my way to heaven, I can tell you that. And, and he, he interrupted me. He got my attention, and I gave my heart to Christ. And I, I have to think of that every now and then, or I'll lose sight of what he's done. And I'll get complacent, and I'll just lose that zeal. I don't want to lose that zeal. I don't know about you. Whatever, we all go through things. We all have circumstances. But that shouldn't dictate how we serve the Lord. 
Amen? Amen. We are, we're in this all in for the long haul. I don't know about you. That's what we, you ought to say to yourself, I'm all in for Jesus. All in for Jesus. Because you have something, I have something to give to a lost and dying world. So we have to know that. Uh, what else do we do to act like a Christian? Well, rejoicing in hope. <laughs> rejoicing. Do you ever uh, talk about rejoicing in hope? <laughs> Let me read my uh, uh, notes here. Find it here in a minute. Maybe I will. Maybe I turned to the wrong page. Um, in, in verse 12, that's right. Yeah, here it is. The believer is to conquer trials. How do we do that? By rejoicing in the God of our salvation. The believer is to be an eternal optimist. His hope is in the eternal, uh, eternal God. And it goes on to say, he not only hopes in the delivering power of God, he joys and rejoices in the hope God has given him. In other words, we're to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. Listen, it's, it's so important. Uh, that we we can rejoice. Paul, when he wrote, when I just quoted that, was in, in Philippians 4.4, 4, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Well, Mike, I don't know if I can do that. I'm going through all this trouble. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Why? Because I believe rejoicing and praise brings the power of God into your life so you can have direction in your life. Sometimes we get so confused, wrapped up in what's going on in our own personal life, we don't call God and to help us with it. But when you begin to praise God in the midst of your trouble, guess what? Guess what? He can bring answers to you. He can bring direction to you. He can bring uh, deliverance in areas that you need it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So we're, uh, we're to rejoice. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. You know, it's, it's easy to rejoice when you know what he's done for you and continually do for you. What, how good he is. I hope you understand how good he is to you today. Patient in tribulation. Wow. <laughs> how do you be patient in tribulation? Well, I'm going through all this stuff, and I'm, I, the word down here, patient in going through, when you're going through trials. The word patient means to endure and remain, persevere, abide, bear up bravely. Amen? That's what we're to do. He said, Fear not, for I am with thee. This is what Isaiah was saying. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Listen, my friends, this is the way a Christian is supposed to walk, but it's hard to do if you don't renew your mind to what God's word says. Amen? Amen. So it's important that we do that tonight. We begin to do that. Patient and tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Now, I just talked about prayer a little bit, but steadfastly in a prayer. Now, here's what it says about prayer. The believers continue in prayer and continue an instant in prayer. One in the old King James. It says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's what it says over Matthew 26. 41 Jesus speaking there amen so we're to we're to continually pray and be ready to pray that's why it's important well I don't know how to pray you know how to pray you know how to talk don't you if you know how to talk you can begin to talk to the Lord you can begin to pray about certain situations I always say pray what the word says over the situation not over what you think opinions are pretty cheap sometimes amen seems like America has a whole 
group of people that have a, a opinions and it's more more highly thought of by them than most than anybody else. But we're to continue in prayer because prayer is important. <laughs> it, what uh, Luke eighteen one I think it is. It says men, but it men and women. You understand that uh, always to pray and faint not or give up. That's what it means. If you're not praying, you're probably going to get to a point where you're ready to give up. And we're not to do that. We're to pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, giving thanks to the Lord. Amen? Amen. So we're to do that. I think I got time for one more. And you can go over here in, in Romans 12 and read these for yourself. But it's really important. It helps us keep focus. It helps us keep on track of what God wants us to do. Uh, distributing to the needs of, of the saints, given to hospitality. Boy, is that important. That is so important. Generosity. Are you a giver? I hope you're a giver. You know, we can give our, our time, our talents. Our, uh, we can give encouragement. We can give money. We can give, give to the kingdom. Everything that we can give. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. Well, I think we talk about that for money, but I believe it, 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 it talks about a lot of things. Amen. So be a giver. Be a giver. And, and, and give, distributing to the needs of the saints. I remember Keith Harris, um, not Keith Harris, uh, Keith, uh, who is that that we, uh, we support? Um, it, it come, Hershey, Keith Hershey. He said one time he was a, a, a Sam's Club. He was a distribution center for the goodness of God. So we have to be that too. Amen? Amen. So anyway... I pray that you're getting a hold of this tonight. We'll continue this probably next week if the Lord leads me to go that way. But I, this is the way to believe, uh, behave like a Christian. You say, I'm a Christian. There's certain ways you got to behave. Uh, you know, it's, it's when you join the, the, the military force, there's a certain way they want you to act and, and behave. Amen? Well, there's no different in the kingdom of God when you join the, the army of the Lord. Amen? So let us pray tonight. Father, we thank you that you're helping us you help us all the time to be more like you, to be more like Jesus, our, our elder brother. And the Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead and guide and direct us to help us to behave like Christians, be good to, good to, to people and, and love God and love people and love what you're doing in the kingdom today. And I just thank you for the people in the sound of my voice and viewing this to, tonight, that they'll, they'll get a hold of this. If they've missed it in some area, say, Lord, help me in that area that I might might do the will that you called me to do and be pleasing in your sight. So we just thank you for that. Give you praise that you're always helping us. And thank you so much, Jesus, that you gave your life for us, that we might live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.